A huge thank you to Matt Stuckey for being a part of the podcast, being a part of the show today. So this episode uh, with Matt, he is a third-generation business owner of Stuckey Ford and Subaru in Altoona, Pennsylvania, Blair County. So his grandfather owned it, his father owned it, now he owns it. I would feel uh, incredible pressure knowing that I'm owning a business, running a business passed down generation to generation through my family, but he does an amazing job of that. Not only does he do a great job of running the business, but also just in general in the area, in the community. He's an awesome uh, business owner, but also a philanthropist. (laughs) I just threw the word out there, but I'm going to go with it because number one, he's the chairman of the Chamber of Commerce for Blair County. But number two, the part that threw me off on this podcast and surprised me, and I love when things like this pop up that I never knew about. He helps with this entrepreneur program locally that helps junior high and high school kids find their passions, like actually start their own businesses in junior high or in high school. They have like tax ID numbers and everything. So, you know, when I say philanthropist, the fact that he's helping teenagers figure out what they want to do for life before they even get out of school. Most of us, including myself, did not figure that out until years later. So that was a part of this conversation that I absolutely loved. Before we get to that conversation, though, let's thank our sponsors for making this possible. Harlequin Pepper Yoga, 320 Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. You can find them at Harlequin Pepper Yoga on Facebook and Instagram. It's Vinyasa Yoga. Uh, Aaron also teaches children's yoga. And check this out right now. If you search Harlequin Pepper Yoga in the App Store, on Google Play, or if you stop in personally and talk to Aaron and use the code word ROBZ, you will get one month for free toward a six-month or a year membership. How awesome is that? Yoga will change your life. It's changed mine. I guarantee it will relieve your stress, help you get flexible, especially for guys. Just try it. Give it a shot. I guarantee you'll feel better. Shout out to the Comics Vault, 1130 12th Avenue in Altoona. The Comics Vault Altoona on Facebook and Instagram. New comics every Wednesday. Thousands of back issues at The Comics Vault. And Sports Evolution, 2900 Plank Road in Altoona. SportsEvolution.net on Facebook and Instagram at Leading Athletes. This is where my my boy Alan trains me and Gracie Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a purple belt. He teaches CrossFit. He's certified strength and conditioning specialist and a certified personal trainer. SportsEvolution.net. Let's start the show. This is Rob Z Radio. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Rob Z Radio podcast. Today with me, I have Matt Stuckey. Thank you very much for being here, sir. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thanks. It's awesome. Uh, You're my first guest in the Catalyst Space studio. I apologize for being a disaster, but that's what happens when you're the first guest. Looking like some nice new digs in here. Excited (laughs) to see what it becomes. I'm excited by myself uh, (laughs) to get it cleaned up. But, you know, I'm really... Uh, happy, honored, happy and honored to have you here today because uh, being the, the chair for the Chamber of Commerce locally in Blair County and uh, just for everything that you guys do in the community, uh, I, I was very interested in talking to you. I guess yeah. to start this off, in case anybody doesn't know, and I'd, I'm also curious myself of things I may not know, tell us a little bit about yourself and, sure. and how you got to where you're at today. Well, I grew up around here, so I'm a Holidaysburg native. I uh, graduated Holidaysburg High in 97. And I went to Messiah College outside of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. 
studied international business, which is basically business, except you get to spend a summer in Europe. Nice. And I took a job with a bank after that. So I worked for a bank in the Harrisburg area for a couple of years, ran a retail office for them and uh, just got a taste of management and business and kind of running a, you know, a small scale company. And I decided I liked doing that. Mm-hmm. was looking at uh, the opportunities with the company I was with. There were about a 10,000 person bank and they were merging. So, you know, it was kind of a stay in or get out kind of time point. I was also engaged to my wife at that point and we were um, you know, putting plans together to get married and such. Uh, so I decided to move home and, and get involved with my dad with our family's business, um, which is a, a car dealership. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandpa actually started the business in the late fifties. My dad wow. ran it since about the mid eighties. And uh, so, you know, opportunity for me to eventually uh, uh, move into running the company, which I've been doing since 2009. So we've had a Ford dealership in Hollisburg since 59, and we purchased Subaru in 06. So we sell Fords and Subarus and service and parts and collision and those kind of things is, is our business. We have about 120 empo- employees, and it's fun. Everybody needs a car. That's how you get around in Central PA, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We don't live in New York or California, no, somewhere where you can no, walk to wherever you no. need to go. You need a car. And, uh, I think that, uh, you know, it's very awesome, number one, the lineage, going down <laughs> through the years, your grandfather, your father, and now you running a business. How do you, how did you get yourself into that, I, I guess, from being in, I guess you were going to work in the banking world, sure. and that was the business you were going to yeah. be in, and what was your passion? Like, what was your thought going into the automotive business? Obviously, there's always going to be an industry there. Yeah. Yeah, well, always I grew up customers. around cars, so, you know, a, I, I'm not a car nut, but I like cars, and I certainly like the business that, that we're in, and mm-hmm. uh, what I really liked was the people, though. And that's kind of what I got a taste for when I was at the bank was leading people, managing people, helping them achieve more, do more, put them in the right place, those kind of things. And uh, actually, uh, you know, to my dad's credit, that's part of what he helped me do as well. I have two younger brothers who, uh, you know, both would have had an opportunity to be in the car business and both chose to do something else. Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, as, as we kind of got out of college and, and went through those uh, decision points and stuff like that. Uh, he really encouraged us to find what we like to do That's and, cool. and move towards that. So, you know, I've taken that and it's, it's, it's worked well for me. It's a business I'm kind of naturally suited for. Uh, but I've really tried to apply that to how I built my team at the dealership and, and, uh, you know, get the right people in the right place and, and, uh, give them the tools they need to succeed and, and let them run. That's what I am most excited about it. And seeing that evolution and that change is really cool. Yeah, helping people grow. Yeah, helping definitely. them yeah. learn what they yeah. need to do as well. Correct. Uh, so, was your dad? It's it's awesome to have a family number one that uh, is able to help you to figure that out early yeah. on in life, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's pretty rare to have a mom and dad, whoever's involved, yeah. who's helping you figure out what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to move forward? And your dad was encouraging you guys to do whatever you wanted to do, right? And you thought I'm going to. I'm going to take over the business. Let's do that. How about I come well, in and I work for didn't you? Well, originally I didn't want to move home was part of what okay. my <laughs> motivation was. Just, you know, <laughs> I think we, some of a lot of us have felt that over you the years. You want to escape, right? Yeah. Well, just something different, something new, you know. There's, yeah. There just wasn't exactly a, a, a straight line, let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was, looking back on it, I think one of the best things that, that uh, my dad and my family was able to help me figure out was what I liked, what I was good at, and, and try to work towards that. So I think that's that's something that... You know, everybody has the opportunity should try to do that. That's that's how you really find satisfaction in your job and yeah. and what you're doing. You know, how did you figure out what you were good at? Because I think that's a lot of one of the biggest issues is that people can't figure out. Like, I know what I like to do, yeah. but I don't know how I could make that my my business, and I don't know how I can find a thing that I'm uh, number one skilled for, but number two also enjoy. We can try time. stuff. I think you know, I had a variety of different jobs during college. Did internships. I did one in marketing. Uh, I got into sales. I was I was at a you know ski shop. It's kind of fun sales, but I really yeah. decided you know I realized that I liked selling stuff to people and, and figuring out putting stuff together, figuring out how to 
how to make that happen. Um, and then when I got out of college and, and really had the opportunity to lead a small team, I really decided that I liked that even better. Um, and, uh, you know, the selling side of things is, 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 is a passion of mine as well. Um, obviously we, we need that in our business. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, yeah, I think you just got to try stuff would be what I would say. Education's key. I had some great classes in college that helped me kind of sort through that a little bit. I definitely decided I didn't need to do too much accounting. That was not one of my strengths. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, yeah. Find somebody else to do the things uh, that you're not good a, at. Got a great controller that's helping out with that now. That's been one of the best moves I've made in the last few years is hire the right people that want to do that, you know? Yeah. So uh, I actually have a brother that's a CPA as well. And, you know, that really oh, fits well cool. for him. And, you know, he was able to kind of figure that out through the same process. So, yeah. That's great to have that in your family as well. I mean, that, that information, yeah. that yeah. knowledge is Yeah, yeah. One of our other big things was, uh, um, <clears throat> you know, family business can be really good in that you get an opportunity to do something maybe you wouldn't be able to do on your own. But I think we've all seen some family businesses struggle just with the, you know, family is hard enough to begin with. And then if you throw business in the middle of it. So, you know, there, there's just some things that uh, uh, can can cause stress in families. So my dad's theory on that was having seen his grandfather's generation struggle with that, that, that he didn't want us to go through that. So, uh, you know, so the so the expectation for, for me and my two younger brothers, I'm the oldest, was that we wouldn't work together. So if they chose that they wanted to run the business that we were running, which was the car dealership, uh, you know, at some point we'd have some separation. I'd run this company, they'd run that company, whatever. And just worked out they both chose other fields to go into. And unfortunately, neither of them came home. I'm the only one in Blair County. So <laughs> uh, one's down near Harrisburg, the other's out in Michigan. So, and As far as your family dynamic goes, uh, you've got to have a strong family to make that sort of thing work, right? Because, I mean, you're working – you're taking over the business that your dad was running yeah. and, and that, that his dad was running. Right. So you've got a tradition to live up to. Was yeah. that a lot for you? Was that a lot of pressure? Or how did you uh, assimilate that uh, sort of that thing? part wasn't. I mean, the pressure I think I mostly put on myself was just to achieve and to grow and to, to meet the expectations that I had for myself and the need that I saw that was out there. But uh, I was very fortunate my dad uh, really – gave me all the tools and then just let me run with it. I mean, he was, he was ready to step into something else as well. And, mm-hmm. uh, so, you know, I was 30 years old and, and was running a, a company that had about 75, 80 employees. I think it was at the time. So that's wild. You know, no small venture. Yeah. <laughs> it was really? Fun. So yeah. you got thrown into the wolves pretty much. I mean, you were graduating uh, from no, college. No, you were good yeah, to go. I, I spent a year, I, I, I went to, there's a thing called, uh, uh, dealer Academy, which is like a graduate level course on how to run our business. Uh, uh, so I did that for a year to kind of prepare as, you know, as I was getting into different, different leadership positions. And, uh, no, we had, we had a pretty good ramp up. We had about a five year period of transition there, but you know, at some point you can't have two leaders, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you Somebody's know, you, you got to draw a line. So, and he was willing to do that pretty smoothly and easily. I certainly see in our industry, cause a lot of dealerships are family run and passed down through generations. You know, a lot of my friends that are, are around my age that are involved in, in family car dealerships still have a parent that's in their seventies or even eighties. That's very involved, so uh, I feel very fortunate that my dad didn't didn't want to do that. Not <laughs> hovering over, watching no, what you're doing the no. whole time. Yeah, he's, he's a great cheerleader. He's been a great uh, uh, mentor and uh, uh, financer, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, man, that's that's in, that's incredibly uh, that's that's very lucky to to have that, and it's great to hear too. I, you know, the family dynamic I think is the hardest part to get right. Yeah. In a lot of situations. Well, I don't know that we've got it entirely right. But <laughs> it seems like you've got it under control it's, at least. It's been a lot of fun. Let's put it that way. And, and we still talk, so that's good. Yes. There's the best part. You guys are still in communication. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as far as the auto industry goes, uh, what what has changed over the past few years? What do you see yeah. coming? What are your biggest challenges? 
Yeah, well, it, you know, the, the basis of what we need to do is just provide really good customer service every day. That's, I don't think that's changed. I mean, that's probably not really ever going to change in, in anything where you're selling something. Uh, but we've seen lots of, you know, the technology is just getting uh, uh, very transformative now. Uh, starting next year, all of our cars are going to have a modem in them which is going to really start changing. Really? You know, your car is going to be an Internet of Things connected type device. Oh, wow. Um, you know, so as that all rolls out, I mean, we're already having bits and pieces of that, but that's going to, you know, really change how we how we maintain vehicles and just all the stuff that they're able to do. That's incredible. Cars yeah. are going to have, is, is that just across the board? Pretty much everybody's going to have it. Ford will have it in everything with the, by like this time next year, Civil Subaru and most all the other manufacturers are on about that kind of a cadence. So, Incredible. So yeah. you'll be able to get Wi-Fi in your Correct. car? Yeah, your car will have <laughs> Wi-Fi. Probably, probably half of them do right now at this point. Do they really? Okay. So there's a little Maybe debate on that, you know, so, uh, you know, because everybody has a cell phone they're driving around with in their pocket too. So, you know, that does the same thing. But, you know, the big thing is we'll be able to do uh, software updates through that. Uh, there's some components of, you know, uh, for instance, the cars now will call the cops for you if you're in an accident. Wow. Uh, if so if you're speeding, it'll call the like cops, that. too. Well, uh, hey, you're going too fast. <laughs> let's just say the technology there, they could do it. I don't know that people would accept that. But. Yeah, right. That's, that's wild. Boy, I, I, yeah. I don't know why. I see a lot of these things. I shouldn't say I see them coming. I understand where they're coming yeah. from, but I didn't see that one coming. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's interesting. Well, and the other big thing, you know, when we get to the next generation, we were talking about 5G cell phones that are, you know, supposedly starting to roll out this year. Fortunately, I don't know that tune is too high on the list to get that first. We're working mm-hmm. on that. And that's one of our initiatives at the chamber, actually, is to try to try to push for that a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, so, you know, once we can have a faster connection in cars, there's just more that you can do. Um, yeah. More the cars can do. That all ties into navigation, how the cars get around, some yeah. of the, you know, some of the features of them starting to drive themselves. I guess when things. it comes to self-driving, you're going to need a modem in there. You're oh, gonna absolutely. Have to... That's the only way it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Boy, that is really interesting. That's yeah. going to change the game. Oh, yeah, totally. Yep. Now, uh, I, I think one of the things, one of the reasons I did reach out to you is because you're uh, willing to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, a good public speaker, uh, and you put yourself on commercials, your, your face, you're talking in commercials. <laughs> a lot of people aren't willing to do that. Doing yeah. social media work like I do, I find it hard to find the right people, or not, not to find the right people, but to find the people who want to put themselves out there sure. who are willing to yeah. take that step because yeah. really that's going to be a difference changer yeah. in your business if you can put your face in front of it yeah uh what how did you begin to do that did, how did you know that it was the right thing or did you just feel like that was something you had to do you know that was kind of my, my dad used to do that i mean my dad was on television commercials you know while he was running the business as well it's a common it, car dealership it, thing I it suppose. is it, probably a little bit more so in, in previous eras than than currently yeah um but uh it does personalize our business I get phone calls. People know who I am. They, they call the business and ask for Matt. I always make sure our people know just to put them right through. And, you know, I'd, I'd rather have that call than not have that call. Yeah. And if it's something that we had a problem with or a customer has an issue, you know, car, cars are complex things. Sometimes they just break and we can do a couple of things to help them out. And that really, you know, that's part of what we what we, what we really pride ourselves in being, being able to do. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I kind of, I don't know that I really ever debated that too much. I mean, I've probably seen my dad doing that was... You know, we go out to dinner when I was a kid, and everybody knows my dad. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of what I was used to, I guess. So, right, um, and, and I guess that got you prepared for it before you even thought about yeah, doing I don't, it. I don't really even think about it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and that's the important thing, right? Like, that's a huge barrier for a lot of sure. people. Sure, I can that's see that big yeah. fear there. Mm-hmm. I mean, the two biggest mm-hmm. fears in life are death mm-hmm. and public speaking. Yeah. <laughs> so people are scared to put themselves out there, and yeah. once you do, and, and like you said, man, people call the business yeah. and they ask for Matt, like. 
I try to I try to push the the idea that if if people know you, right. they know your business and right. vice versa. Yeah. So when they see you out, right. they're automatically associating right. you with that business that mm-hmm. you run. Mm-hmm. And with you being able to do that, I imagine that's helped you. Well, yeah. your your dad was doing it beforehand, so the growth may not have changed as much whenever you started doing it yourself because it had already been being done. Uh, but I, I tell people all the time, like that will change your business. No, it it will change the customer service. It's just easier too. I mean, you know, otherwise you, you got to hire somebody. Yeah, or... yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, we really empower our people. I don't get that many phone calls, honestly. Okay. So hopefully that's not going to change after your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, don't call Matt. Okay. I mean, you can, but no, they can't. No, not on a constant. No, basis. But, but the other side of that is, I really try to empower, especially my key leaders, to make decisions to fix stuff for people. You know, especially when we mess stuff up, which you know we don't do a lot, but we do. Yeah. And uh, that's really where the rubber meets the road. And, and so many people that I see that run businesses just spend so much time chasing their tail on some of those, you know, things that could have gotten done hours ago if you just took it head on and be done with it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I think that, that's something I learned from my dad as well. Yeah. How do you do time management? How have you found a, the best way uh, to manage your time and yeah. also maximize what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of key priorities. You know, one is obviously what I'm doing in my business, but one another one's my family. And the community. And I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I have a real defined plan. I just make sure that the most important things get done every day and take stuff head on. Mm-hmm. Don't let it sit, you know. And uh, I do pull back a couple times a year and, and do some more strategic thinking, planning, and those kind of things. That's also really good, too. Have some goals. Have some things you're working towards. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. I've pushed that out among my my key leaders in our team now and in the business and some of the other things I'm involved with as well. So, so how many people do you have like in your, your key leaders in your yep. business? Like how many of them are? We there? have a leadership team of 17 right now. Okay. So we meet twice a month and, you know, work through a variety of things. There's kind of a training, uh, uh, you know, a, a leadership development aspect to that as well as just some nuts and bolts of the, you know, the numbers and the finances and the things of where we're going and initiatives we're working on and people we're trying to hire this, you know, those kind of decisions. So, but yeah, we've we've got a defined team that, that does that, and there's you know kind of a group of uh, about four, I guess it is now, kind of key people that uh, uh, I meet more, even more regularly than that with. And, Very cool. Yeah. As far as hiring goes and finding the right yeah. people, what is your method to that? Because that's I yeah. found uh, recently, just trying to find people to help you grow is a challenge because sure. you don't want to hire and have to fire. Yeah. You want to hire yeah. and make sure they stick around. So yeah. what's your strategy? That's a double-edged sword. I mean, we really do try to hire slowly as we can, but, you know, we get in a pinch sometimes and have to make a quicker decision than maybe we'd like. And I think everybody that's run a business has been burned by that. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, we, we do a personality screen. We use a company called Caliper for that. At least two interviews, sometimes more like three or four for a key position. You know, getting different opinions. Occasionally, I'll even hire somebody that doesn't work for my company to help me interview, just to give us some perspective on: Are they a fit? That's really the biggest thing we look at. Is it? You know, even if they haven't done this specific job before, is that something that's going to work well for them? Because mm-hmm. we know if that's the case, then then it's going to work. Our business is changing a lot, like everybody else's are, and you know, the stuff we did five years ago may still work, but it also may not. You know, yeah. we need to constantly be asking those questions: Is it? Is it really the way we should? What we should be doing going forward? So. Yeah, I guess I guess when you talk about technology driving the yeah. industry, because it really does, no pun intended, yeah. driving the industry. <laughs> but I, are you trying to find, uh, I don't, I don't want to say younger people, but just people who are more attuned to that uh, department, IT and those yeah. sorts of things, I mean, who, who are like on the floor who understand that sort of stuff? Or is that kind of like a, a secondary yeah, requirement? That's, that's probably how it's evolved. I don't know if that was necessarily intentional. Um, but, uh, you know, really, I don't, I don't think any age group has a lock on that. It's just being willing to change. Yeah. And uh, one of the neatest stories I had, we just had a gentleman retired from our company here last month, worked for us for 10 years. So he worked for us like at the end of his career. 
and he was into his 70s when he retired, 72 or 73, something like that. And, uh, you know, had three different roles for us within 10 years. I mean, he changed the whole way through right till the very end. So that's kind of, he went out at a, a very high point, in my opinion, and, and really served us well. I think had a good time. I think we served him well as well. And it was, uh, it was a pretty cool scene, thing to see happen. But, you know, really people are what make the difference. And that's, that's the biggest benefit and, and challenge for us. Uh, but as we've been able to, to find uh, people that are passionate about what we want to do and, and put them in those places and let them run with it, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting. And the best the best people we've hired have been people that they've, you know, referred. Oh, hey, I know this guy that would be perfect at, at this role that we're looking for. Right. This lady is really good at this, and you know that's that's been that's been really good. So, uh, I, I guess one of the biggest things is adaptability, right? Yeah. Whenever it comes to business in general, mm-hmm. in the auto industry, I imagine mm-hmm. even more so because yeah. it's constantly changing every year it evolves yeah, yeah. New well our biggest our biggest challenge is selling cars right because people's yeah. expectations are all over the map i mean with a brand like ford they sell something to everybody is the goal yeah you know so we've got trucks cars big cars small cars suvs all that kind of stuff um so yeah so trying to put that that transaction together with the customers is, is very challenging <laughs> yeah. seriously um, there, there's so many options and there's so sure. many variables yeah. Personally, working in social media, I uh, I love the challenge and I love mm-hmm. learning new things. At the same time, it's like, can it slow down a little bit, yeah. man? Like, <laughs> as soon as I think I have something figured sure. out, there's always something new yeah. that's been thrown into the loop, uh, which makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Do you? How do you view that? How do you approach that? Do you view that as fun? Are you sometimes frustrated? Like, I wish I. I mean, I got the, I got a handle on this thing, and now it has to yeah. it has to change, and I gotta. I mean, honestly, I'm not doing a lot of that work these days. That's not you. Our okay. team's figuring it out. Uh, I'm, I'm cheerleading them. I'm helping them, you know, giving them the tools to do it and talking with them about it and, and getting ideas from them and, and trying to, you know, put investments into places that make sense in those areas. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, if, you know, to, to run a larger organization, which, you know, ours is not a big company yet, but it's it's midsize and some variety, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got to be able to hand that stuff off. So, yeah, uh, you know, I was looking on the, I did pull up our Facebook feed on the way in here just because I'm like, oh, he's probably going to ask me about Facebook. I should at least know what we're doing, you know? <laughs> And what are you guys doing? I didn't look at it. What are you guys doing? Uh, well, I, I didn't have any great takeaways, but, you know, mostly posts, different community events we're doing. We had a check presentation last week with the United Way, you know, some of those kind of things. Uh, we got a couple events coming up here this spring that are going to be pretty fun community things. But, Very cool. you know, that's, that's probably the things that get the most interest that we, that we post about. So, Well, I, when I was mentioning to you earlier about you being on camera and putting yourself out there, yeah. that what you do for the commercials uh, could lend could blend right over into social media because I mean really the most powerful things online are video right 80% of what is consumed on the internet is video yeah so if you're putting yourself on video and really uh, giving out value I I try to really express you got to give people a lot of value first especially in the new age we live in like people want a lot of free information and then you Mm -hmm. hit them with a sale at some Mm -hmm. point in time Mm -hmm. and um, I think you'd be perfect for that like you would be you, mm-hmm. you're already comfortable in front of the camera which is the hardest thing to get used to so uh and you already have the information in your head right you already know how to do it so it, it seems like a natural progression that, yeah. that could yeah we do some of that we probably should do more honestly but yeah i mean you know whenever we shoot commercials there's always a either website or a social thing that gets shot as well yeah. and uh uh yeah we could definitely do more of that but i i think that as far as ahead of the curve it seems like you guys, especially yourself, are ahead of the curve on understanding that or being able to do it. Trying and to. I think that's really that's really cool. <laughs> Doesn't always feel like that some days. <laughs> it's rare in our area, right? And we were talking before about the, the Chamber of Commerce before we yeah. started and talking about ways that they can they can grow as well. And I think that's one of the one of the biggest barriers, right? Is understanding what is what is needed now yeah. in business 
and also how to change and adapt and move mm-hmm. towards those mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. the older something is, the harder it is to change. Right. Right. It's, yeah. It's the, yeah. So the chamber of commerce here in our in our town has been on for like over 100 years. I forget yeah. what the start date even was. It was forever ago. But uh, uh, I've gotten pretty involved with that. I did leadership Blair County, which is kind of one of their initiatives. It's a year long. Uh, you know, you can spend a Friday every month and you learn about the area and you network with about 25 other people and you do a service project at the end. And um, so that was just a good launching point for me. I did that shortly after I moved back to the area, um, get to know people and kind of get involved with some different things. Um, so I've been really involved since that was shooting. That was oh four. <laughs> OK, cool. um, but uh, I joined the board of directors here about uh, four or five years ago, I guess it was. And I've been the board chair last year, and then this year I'm finishing up my two-year term of that. So, but we got great initiatives really going on with the chamber, and and uh, you know any any organization that has the legacy that we do is a challenge to to get up to date and to kind of keep pushing that way. Um, but uh, you know we certainly have some 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 things that are, are real strong in, on that front. So, well, that's what we had talked about beforehand yeah. as well. Like when I in the community, um, I hear good things and I hear bad things sure. about the chamber. It bounces mm-hmm. back and forth as you're so involved with it. What are your uh, your main points about the chamber to help businesses grow and the importance of it in our community? Yeah, well, my take is it, it is it is what you make of it, you know. Uh, and I, I, what I'm most interested in it for is is kind of the, the the community building, networking, and then we do a lot of things that are really key around education, especially with uh, kids and entrepreneurship and those kind of things. Um, so, but you know, the challenge it's a, it's basically a service organization. It's a nonprofit. It's not trying to you know, make, uh, make, make a business necessarily. It's trying to serve the business community. So, and just um, the connections you make. Yeah. So that's, it's fun. It's something to do, uh, uh, that has some broader benefit, I think for the whole area. And, uh, you know, so I think some of the best stuff we're doing, uh, I've been real involved with our young entrepreneurs Academy Mm -hmm. that we launched here last year. We just completed our second class of that. So that is like, uh, it's 25 weeks. So it's, it's for high school and junior high students and they start their own business. They actually get tax ID numbers, and we fund them and the whole nine yards. So, really? Oh, so we launched cool. 11 businesses here this spring of a whole variety of things. So the class, the curriculum of the class is basically coming up with, coming up with an idea and what it is and then wow. and putting a business plan together around that. So um, this is not involved in the school, though? This is like No, this separate. is outside the school, except so we've got great partnership with all the school districts in the county. And so this is a national curriculum thing. It's actually run by RIT out of Rochester. Um, and... Uh, it's kind of like Shark Tank for kids. So the last thing is they pitch their business and they get funding. Okay. Um, but there's a whole you know build up to it. Um, so anyways, the 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 way it started out was really through another committee we do called Basics, which does some variety of career shadowing and different involvement with the schools. So we have involvement with every one of the seven school districts in the county, and we got a member to join our steering committee for the Young Entrepreneurs Academy. We call that YEA, um, and the program normally happens after school. Which is a challenge for students, right? Because they got you're sports. Wiped out. They got well, yeah. They're in school all day. Not only that, but they got sports. They got family. You know, for better or worse, kids have they're it's hard for them to get around in the afternoons. It seems like anymore the parents are working, busy, tied up, whatever. Yeah. So the administrators all went to us and said, "Hey, look, you're going to have a hard time getting the kids to come to this consistently after school." Yeah, where do you guys hold? Why don't you do it during school? We we do it during school. Oh, oh so okay. we meet down here at Sheets's fancy new entrepreneur building uh, Tuesday mornings. They bus them they down? They bus them in. The kids that drive, drive. But, oh, uh, how cool is but, that? So all the schools in the county, we've had one from every county over the last two years. And uh, it's been great. The private schools are, are participating as well. 
Um, so you're letting the kids come in and you help them figure out what they want to do. That's what they do with their business, yeah. and they actually start yeah. a real business. They start a real business. What are um, some of the What are some of the examples? Do you have any? Well, examples this year's so it's a, so it's a contest at the end, right? You uh-huh. actually you actually go and and so we pick one winner from our group. They go to the contest up in Rochester, which we just did here the first week of May. So the gentleman who won that uh, is doing a waterless car wash business. And he has his whole schedule in May filled with people locally here that he's going out after school and on Saturdays and washing their cars. <laughs> What's a waterless car wash? How well, he, well, he didn't actually create this stuff. <laughs> he made the little business that does it. But okay. uh, there is a, uh, you know, a, a spray stuff you can put on a car, and then you just wipe it off with a clean clean chamois rag kind of thing. Wow. So you don't need the all the bells and whistles and everything hose, with a car wash. You know, and the big thing is that he comes to see you, so you're, yeah. you know, your car's sitting while you're at work or whatever you're doing all day. And, Nobody's uh, getting he, soaking wet. Nothing. Nothing happening. Cleans it for you and, and moves on. So we had uh, we had a, a group to cryptocurrency. They were in that in that field. Uh, a couple of different kind of service projects. One one of the ladies was uh, uh, doing a daycare. Um, uh, gentleman was taking old pallets and making like uh, craft show kind of items from it. Okay. And uh, so yeah, very you know some very very cool ideas. That's awesome. You know. We were just talking about this earlier as well, and uh, talking about fourteen percent of teens in our area are disconnected. Yeah, that's, they don't that's they, they don't sad. go to school. They mm-hmm. don't have any ambition, or maybe they do have ambition. Yeah. But they just have nobody driving them forward, and uh, that really bothered me. And, and honestly, you know about Refuge Youth Network and, sure. and other local organizations that are that are dealing with the, the situation, the teen shelter down by Altoona High. Yeah. you know those that that's really sad. It is. It's it's a real. It's difficult because I remember being in high school, and I'm sure you do as well. And I remember not—I I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't have anybody sure. who was like showing me exactly what to do. Right. So even if you do have an idea of like this is—I know what this is what I want to do with my life. This is my passion. Yeah. It's hard to find the right people who are going to push you in that direction, especially right. in the school system. Right. When they're overworked, uh, yeah. everybody's stressed out. They don't have time to really mm-hmm. put detail into one mm-hmm. person. It's amazing you guys put that organization together, or I guess jumped on board of that organization yeah, yeah. and started that out. How long have you been doing that for? So we just finished our second year. The, the committee's actually been together for three years now. Okay. Um, and uh, we have great support from many of the you know big names in business around here that you could think of. Uh, Sheets and UPMC kind of got us started. Okay. And uh, and also provided folks to work on the on the steering committee as well. And uh, yeah, so it's it's this is probably for the kids that these kids are definitely not part of that fourteen percent. Right. <laughs> you know they've they've. Uh, they're high achievers and, and they're really, you know, doing things, but we're really giving them uh, opportunities they wouldn't have had otherwise either. Cause the, you know, the challenge is, you know, the, so that, so the track, I don't know what you want to call it, but the, the, the college bound kids, if you will, you know, they're going to complete high school, they're going to go on to college and then they're going to come out and they're going to have debt and they're going to have, you know, a, a, a rent payment and they're going to basically want to live. Right. So how are they going to launch a business at that point? Yeah. It's pretty challenging. Yeah. You know, just from a financial standpoint, a risk standpoint, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. But in high school and junior high, you know, they may give up a little bit of time for band or sports or whatever it is they want to do, but they got the time. They can right. run this little business, learn about it, get a taste for if that's something they want to do. Um, and yeah, that's uh, it's just so huge. powerful, man. Yeah. It's so powerful because that's the, one of the last times that you have where you yep. have free time yeah. to actually yeah. put some work into yeah. it. Yeah, there's very, there's really no... Uh, no negative opportunity cost there, right? <laughs> yeah, you got you're living in somebody else's yeah. house. Your cell phone bill's yeah. paid for. Everything's yeah. taken care of. So. so then the final event that we do is an investor panel. We call it, which is kind of like Shark Tank. So the investors all put up some money into a kitty. And uh, are, are you one of the investors, or how? Well, does that I'm work? the instructor, so I can't be. That's oh, okay. You know, right. Separation of church <laughs> and state. Your... <laughs> I would I would have a hard time choosing. I would choose them all. Yeah. Um. So they have to they actually do have to rate them. So, but you know, we had uh, we had executives from all the big companies in the area, the hospital. Um, 
uh, hype company, you know, you name a big company around here. They were, they were involved. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, 11 people, I think it was sat on the panel and then, and then the kids make a pitch to them, you know, so they have five minutes to pitch their company and their, and their brother product, whatever that is. Some of these are more service oriented. Some of them are actual product. Um, and then they go and deliberate for half an hour and, and divvy up the funds, but everybody gets something to launch their business. And, uh, we went through the process of funding the business and, you know, today I'll get a tax ID number to be able to do that. Right. So that it kind of exists. Stuff. Like it's a real it's a thing. Real, real thing. Yeah. It's not just in theory. Yeah. They're, they really they have really a business. They really do it like, all the way through. And have you seen, I guess it's only been a couple of years now, uh, are these kids then going to college or are they just trying to make this business happen on their own? Like what's the... Well, that's interesting because there's a spread of kids, right? We take junior high and high school. Mm-hmm. So the younger kids is, you know... So, well, I guess some of them aren't even out of school no, yet. No, a lot yeah. of them are still in junior high. Uh, we had a lot of seniors this year, so a lot of them are going off to college. Uh, it just depends. That was kind of what we spent the last session doing was just talking about what the next steps of their business are. And uh, every one of them has used some of the funds this year, uh, which is cool. And, uh, you know, so they're all, all figuring that out to some extent. And some of them will continue on and, and some of them will not. But either way, it's 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 pretty awesome experience. Yeah, you know? I love hearing about that kind of stuff. Here in Catalyst Space, which is in uh, on 12th Avenue and uh, Central PA, Altoona PA, if anybody's from outside of the area. That's what Andrew, who runs this place, uh, he's been on the podcast before. And he had kids in here because he has them in like his, uh, he calls yeah. it a STEM program. Well, a couple of our kids are using his, uh, his 3D printers. Yeah, his 3D yeah. printers so you can yeah. create your, yep. your models. Yep, and we did a field, we were in here, the OIA was in, was in his space. Okay. That was one of their things. Well, some yeah. of the kids, when, when fidget spinners were real big, yeah. They, yeah. they made their own fidget spinners mm-hmm. and then they had, they would let kids engrave their initials on them. And yeah. They were selling them in school yeah. and making yeah. like real oh, money. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I just yeah. thought like, boy, that is, it's cool. that's the key. Like mm-hmm. that's to help mm-hmm. kids be able mm-hmm. to do that that yeah. young. Yeah. Yeah. is unreal. So uh, these are kids who I guess already have the ambition, already have the, the they're already set up yeah. to be in these programs. What about the other kids? What do you? What yeah, do you that's feel a about that's that's a heartbreaker. There, I mean, I I assume a lot of that's some, some family issues and, and whatever yeah. else, and that's where we need folks like uh, like Micah and the Refuge to to come into those kids' lives and, and, and give them some hope, give them a plan. Yeah, and um, I'm really excited to see the things that they're doing in that vein because because that's that's just heartbreaking. I mean, those kids don't want to be there they may not know that they don't want to be there yet but, but they but they don't you know at their core don't want to be i think and yeah i love certainly that. they could be changed at that point too you know they they could get into onto a better track it's just they kind of need to be shown the way find you know? the right people yeah, yeah. i know art yeah. tune is kind of doing that yeah. with some of the kids uh definitely and uh, i would love to find a, a bridge the gap there between yeah. the this, this entrepreneur program yeah. and also those disconnected teens like how can you find yeah. something that would get yeah. them excited or yeah. just Give them Definitely. some sort of guidance and direction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we got to get them back in school. I mean, we can't that's, have this kids not in school. That's crazy. Yeah, that's number one yeah. on the yeah. list. But yeah. um, I, I commend you, man. That's that's incredible. I, I'd love to know more about that organization. Yeah. I'd like to just yeah, definitely. Have more well, we should have uh, we should have uh, our uh, program manager. I'll get I'll get her in with you. She should come do a podcast with you. That'd be okay. Cool. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. And she's looking to recruit a class for next year. Here we take about fifteen was our class this year. That's about the right size. Uh, we had a few more than that last year, and it was a little challenge to get uh, <laughs> everybody through the presentations and, and, right. and all the stuff. So we, we decided to be a little bit more selective this year, but uh, uh, it's very cool. And they get to do that during school. So They like, do it during school. And, yeah, what, and so what and here's, period? What time? Uh, well, we do 8.15s one week and 11.15 the next week, so they don't okay. miss the same class every week. Okay. Um, but uh, next year, if you're a ninth through 12th grade, you're actually going to be able to get credit for it through St. Francis for college. Uh, they're they're yes, crediting us. That. Yeah, okay. so you get three credits. And you have to take a test and stuff like that at the end. But there'll be like three, you know, business entrepreneurship kind of credits. 
That's fantastic. Out there potentially. So I'd yeah. love to even have, uh, depending on what these kids do and what they're doing, I'd like to have them come in here. Yeah, and that'd sit be down. fun. I'd love to yeah. talk to them and we see what they're, that what would the, be fun. how it started, yeah. where they began in yeah. their head. Because I think that's the most important yeah. part is like having uh, an idea. Whenever, whenever you start to create a business, the hardest part really is like, I have the idea, but how do I get it off the ground? How yeah. do I take it to the next step? So right. hearing somebody talk that whole process through is incredible it to is. me. I think yeah. it's very interesting. It's it's, it's very neat. It's yeah. motivating, right? Yeah, so, you... uh, so anybody that's interested, we'll be recruiting a, cl- recruiting a class over the summer here, and we start in October. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Matt, hey, thank you so much for being here. I know you're a busy guy. Yeah. I appreciate you sitting it's down fun. in my disaster of a studio to talk with me for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you want to throw in? I don't think so. I'm, I'm excited about what's uh, going on here downtown Altoona. It's, it's neat to be down here and so some of the stuff that I get to come down for and and uh, definitely a big cheerleader of, of the renaissance going on down here. Yeah, for sure. I, I love being downtown. It's, mm-hmm. it's an amazing time for our area. It is. And I'm really happy to be a part of it. Uh, if people want to find you more information, maybe they don't know. Yeah. I don't know how they wouldn't know locally. Maybe <laughs> if they're not listening locally, they, okay. they want to I mean, know more. Most people contact us through our website, which is stuckyforyou.com. And you can reach out to me directly right through there if you'd like. And yeah, absolutely. Cool. It's good to spend a little time, Rob. Thank you very much, Matt. Absolutely. Thank you to our sponsors, The Clay Cup. At the Clay Cup on Facebook and Instagram, t- coffee, tea, and creativity all coming together. Creativity. See what I did there? I didn't even try to do it. It just it just happened that way. So pottery painting, watercolor classes, and uh, delicious drinks and food, and and delicious conversation and wonderful people at the Clay Cup, 1304 11th Avenue in Altoona. Shout out to Juice. That's J O O S Juice, Allegheny Street in Hollidaysburg. The Juice Bar. J-O-O-S The Juice Bar on Facebook and Instagram Cold pressed juice and smoothies Bone broth Smoothie bowls Vegan baked goods All fresh and made to order at Juice And Trade Secrets Which is 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona Uh, Trade Secrets is blowing up in our area All natural body line products So Body care line of products Is is what I meant to say there So all natural deodorants Sugar scrubs uh, wax melts, soy wax candles, lip balms, body lotions, whipped body butters, and there's no added chemicals or ingredients to any of those. They're all natural. So if you have strange allergies and you're, you know, reactive to the chemicals they put in soaps or they, they put in deodorants, you'll find none of that at Trade Secrets, 1223 13th Avenue in Altoona. Secrets and Trade on Facebook and on Instagram, Trade Secrets underscore skincare. Thank you to Matt Stucky for taking the time to sit down to talk business with myself, Stucky Ford Subaru on Facebook. And uh, thank you, Zebras, as always, for listening. I love doing this podcast. I love talking business sometimes with people just to get an idea of how people do their thing. Zebras, I'll talk to you next time. Peace. That's brutal.